If you like talking, women, ladies, men, topic, conversations, and occasional uninformed politics, multiple, multiple talking, talking women is for you. you. Hit it! Paula Gherkin here. Uh, welcome back to Multiple Talking Women. Uh, we are here with my, well, I'm not a host. I'm a producer. But we're here with you, both of you. Hi. Well, you talk enough to be a host. That's right. <laughs> I might as well be. I am one of your hosts, Lana Brown. And I'm the other one, Felicity Bramblebush. And we are so happy. We are so happy because Julian Gant hey. is in the studio with hey, us man, today. So welcome. To welcome. Thank welcome. Thank you Ushered me in with Fritos and oranges. Yeah, we have snacks. When I said my name, you had a a surprised look on your face. Is that because you recognized my name? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't recognize it, but I felt that it was a a tongue twister and a lot of alliteration. You can try to wrap your tongue around it if you'd like. Can you say it for me one more time? Felicity Bramblebush. Bramblebush. The last name is what what Mm -hmm. tricks me a little. Mm -hmm. Bramble. Like just a a lot of bees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also bramble bramble is sharp things. So Uh it's not like a soft name. It's like a it's like a sharp. It's almost two Mm -hmm. names, Bramble and Bush. Mm -hmm. Which is why I thought alliteration. I thought you were saying a middle name and then a last name. Oh God! You know, it would be a bad middle name. What's your middle name, Julian? Gerard. Cool. Oh, I, I knew us. that. I already knew that. Yeah, yeah. Gerard. Yeah, it's a great middle name. Oh, family name? Uh, no, not at all. Did, okay. that's, did people call you JJ growing up? Uh, nope, not at all. No, okay. it was Junebug. Oh, how cute is that? That's much better. That's a darling. Junebug. Oh. Your hair. Oh, um, yeah. It's a gorgeous head of hair. Oh, thank you. And uh, I think I heard a story mm-hmm. about you know when you said, "Hey, this is my this is how I wear my hair." Yeah, and this is how I wear it. Yes. And it doesn't matter what part, doesn't matter what, this is how I wear my hair. Right. How did that happen? That happened, uh, so it is no secret that there was a lot of uh, violence against black men due mm-hmm. to the police. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had seen it so much that I just got so fed up. Um, my breaking point was when Mike Brown got killed mm-hmm. in August, I believe, of 2014. Mm-hmm is when I started growing my hair out because I wanted to show that this should not be a threat. Mm-hmm. My hair shouldn't be a threat. My skin shouldn't be a threat. My lips shouldn't be a threat. My nose, it should not be a threat to the police. This should is something that should be embraced, and I wanted to embrace everything that was black about me mm-hmm. um, just because I felt like it was such atrocities done yeah. to... You know, to to black men and black women. And have so, you ever had a job come up where they're like, "Hey, you'd be great, but we'd love it if we could do yes. th- this or that with your hair," and you're and you say, "Hey, no thanks." Yes, yeah. that's happened several times. Wow. Um, have you lost jobs because of it? Yes, several. Wow. Several jobs because of it. I've lost some commercials because of it. Um, yeah, I just feel like. I think that's so cool because, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm taking a break from um, auditioning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you weren't I, getting I, any auditions. Well, I was just getting auditions. But yeah. I did take one uh, commercial workshop once oh. online. And they, um, I learned that they always ask, are you willing? They ask the men, are you willing to shave, shave or cut your hair? And everyone is so desperate yeah. for a job. They always say, well, of course. Yeah. Um, but so how how cool and how uh, um, um, self-assured and yeah. t- just, Stand up and just be like, no. 
Yeah. Actually, no. This is me. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. a, it's an important part of Yeah. And deal are. with it. You know yeah. what? Do, you know? Yeah. I'm, do I have to change right. to suit you, to make you more comfortable? Exactly. No. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. People, I'm looking at Julian Jimbo. I was waiting for this because I also <laughs> want to say the same thing. What? I know I what you're going to say. Well, my platform is skincare and kind of moisturization. Yeah. I'm looking at you and you are luminous. Oh. Dewy. 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 Yeah. You're like fresh. You're a man. This is yeah. the best but smelling man is on like, the planet, Yeah, it's literally. fresh. Oh. It's glowing. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, just a pleasure to have you here. Uh, man, that's my beautiful wife who does that. She she, she t- gets you stuff to yeah, put she, on your face? She makes sure I'm all oiled up. She's like, don't go out of the house ashy. Aww. So my beautiful wife sets it up to where I... And yeah. how does that look? Do you lay your body down on uh, some stone... Some stone? A stone plank. She's plank. And, uh, and she, and she hold applies... Hold on. What are you... What are you... Did you just say some stone? What did she put in your... Biblical. Wanna, no, but what did you just put in your mouth? A small candy. Oh. Okay. okay. It doesn't seem small. It's yeah. taking up half of your mouth. It is. And it seems... We took a break, so I'm confused as to why right now you had to stick a whole candy in your mouth. Because I left my candies next to my chair. Oh, damn it! All right, sorry to interrupt. Oh, oh, so no yes, worries. are you laid on? Are you laid on a slab by your wife and lotioned up, or uh, how does that work? Uh, no, 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 no. She just give me the coconut oil, and then I, oh. I put rub it on my body. On your face too, coconut oil. Yeah, yeah, all up everywhere. Right wow. out of the shower. Yeah, right out the shower. Okay, because it traps the moisture. Mm. Is that what happens? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are Women you smell this now? Coconut oil. Yeah. Does that sometimes get on your clothing? Yeah, sometimes. Do you, you get an oil stain or slick? No, nah, for some reason, I don't get oil stains. I don't know why. You would think. Which is interesting because you do work in the automotives. That's mm, right. And you cars do. sometimes. Yeah, but, my, yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of oil and stuff. Yeah. A lot of dirt uh, and grime. You are lubed. Yeah, all the time. <clears throat> all the time. That's my life, just all right, around oils. But you know what? It makes sense because the way you, you, you slip and slide through life and everything seems just to roll off your back. You're 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 peaceful. You're peaceful. You are so talented, and it just feels like you're just in in, in this mode of ease at all times. Damn. Uh. Yeah. I fake fake it pretty good, I guess. Oh yeah, does it not feel like that inside? Sometimes it feel, you know, I, I, well, I feel like you know, I let stuff roll off my back. Yeah, mm. I do do that. Yeah, you're right. Were about you that. were you that way your entire life since childhood, or did that something that you learned? Is that something you learned how to do? I think I learned. I, mm. I think I learned that. I had learned patience because I was a hothead in high school. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Can we can we go? Can we actually go back a little bit? And I want to know about little little Julian. Gerard Gant. Yeah. Little, little Junebug. Little Junebug. What uh, what was that like growing up? You grew up in Detroit? Yeah, grew up in Detroit. He was mm-hmm. a rambunctious. Oh. Super rambunctious. Mm-hmm. Sure. Always Only child? Uh, no, no. I got an older brother, younger sister, so I was the middle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just. Was there a lot of, Junebug, sit down. Yeah, yeah. It was. A, oh, sure. yeah, my pops. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of that. Stop, stop. Sit your ass down. Oh, okay. Hold on. Damn. What you doing? Uh-huh. Baby, come here. Look what he's doing. A lot of wow. that. Wait, so Junebug was bouncing off the walls, and yeah. your brother and your sister would just listen and uh, they did yeah. what they were told. I was, yeah, they did what they told. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, they did. Okay. Uh, I was this a, deep register of your father is everything. Oh yeah, that's what he do. I 
Brian, sometimes you use this, I've heard, in characters. All the time. Do. Oh, yeah. But it's not your natural register, but you can do it no. perfectly. Yeah, that ain't my register at all. Oh, that's, it's, that's the mother. It's disarming mm. because yeah. it's masterful, but there's a little bit of humor in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's called comedy, Lana. Was your father a comedian? Uh, he could have been. He could have been. Just as much he was stuff a jokester. as he talk. Yeah. A mm. jokester. And he would fuck me up when he would get drunk sometimes because mm. he would get drunk. But he wasn't like a mean person who was Fun drunk. drunk. Yeah, but, but he would do the weirdest shit. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he would come into my room at like three in the morning. <laughs> Did you fold him clothes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I'm waking. I'm like crusting my eyes like, yeah. And then he would open my drawer. And on top, I had folded clothes. Oh. But in the bottom, oh. it was all just wrapped. It was crazy. Tricky, it tricky. was like a bunch. And he would... These goddamn folk. These this shit ain't folded. <laughs> Come here, get up. Three a.m. Fold this shit up, and then he'd sit there and watch me fold and laugh at me. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's messed up. That's what he would do. Or he would do stuff like, uh, now when he wasn't drunk, he would do this. Like he would, uh, he, uh, I would have all the dishes. Like he, we, he, we wash all the dishes or whatever after dinner, and then he, if he would go in the cabinet. Or in a drawer and pull out a fork or a cup. And if it was something on that fork mm. or cup, uh-huh. this shit ain't clean. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh-uh. And then he would take, take all everything. the dishes oh. out of every oh. cabinet. Watch all that shit. Oh. Yeah. If one's not clean, one there's a clean. good chance the rest of it is. Oh, uh, and you your what? reaction was, oh, father, <laughs> you are so funny. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> nah, my reaction was. And you couldn't do nothing but wash the dishes. You just yeah, that's what you did. You just that's got up and washed what the dishes. Now I understand waking my child up in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. I think he just wanted to, someone to hang out with. Pro- yeah, probably. I probably. think so. And and then not on. Yeah, he was he was just one of those dads. But I always tried to get away with shit though. Like I think that was the issue. He yeah. knew he, that I was like you always. You're smart. Yeah, you're, you're to, scheming. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know the dogs would you know poop in the backyard Mm -hmm. and we would have to clean up the poop you'd have to he'd like you to take the poop dig a hole put the poop in it and then cover it up okay but i didn't want to go through the extra step of digging the hole no so i would take the poop and i would throw it in the neighbor's yard oh and then one of my neighbors got you saw me doing it and then they told him what you doing oh Uh -uh, uh uh-uh no uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh No, oh. go get all that shit. You're going to bury that shit, and then you're going to bury this shit, too. Would you get in trouble? Yeah, I would get in trouble. He like, he didn't he didn't spank us. He didn't spank. Like, he, he spanked no, us. No, he made like, you my fold mom clothes at 3 a.m. That was yeah, his punishment. right. Mm-hmm. My mom would spank us, but he would he would do, like, mind shit to where you like, man, what the fuck? Like, yeah. You know what? Give me that goddamn. Give me PlayStation. Go. And, <laughs> and, you, and, like, he would confiscate our toys. Mm. Like if they if they were just laying around, he would confiscate them, and then two years later he'd give them to you for Christmas. Oh, oh. <laughs> like did he think that you for, forgot that you well, wanted no, that? No, no, oh. he just knew. He, like you earned your toy yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. God, right. I love that. I think well, he was sort of a mastermind in his own yeah, way. Yeah, he was. And look what he's created. He raised yeah. an incredible. Yeah. Did you uh, back then? Were you already kind of? Did you have the acting bug when you were a kid, or no? Not when did that happen? No, no, I think that happened um, after high school. I think. Oh, all right. Yeah, that happened after high school. But 
when and your dad by that time when that started to happen, what did he think? Because he seemed like a no nonsense kind of guy. So what happens when you say I'm going to be an actor? Uh, he, he, he just go do it. He was really he was the kind of guy like. If you want to go do something, you say you're going to do it, then go do it. Mm. And I think it around. Don't talk about it. Yeah, just do it. go do it. Let mm. me see you do it. You say mm. you want to do that, go do it. Mm-hmm. That's how he was. Yeah. And wow. um, no, he was he was what super proud when he would see me, you know, mm. on television and stuff mm. like that. He'd tell wow. his friends and shit. Mm-hmm. Or his friends. Was, oh, I saw you. I saw Julian on a, the commercial. Yeah. 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 He on the commercial. He doing his thing. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> With that smile, you know. Mm. Yeah. So you were uh, able to act in Detroit for a period of yeah, time, I was. which is what normally people would have to go to Hollywood, New York City to be Pursue an actor. Theater. But you were able to do this in Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. Yeah, I got lucky. I got. I mean, we. Well, had a, you got lucky, but it was also because you were very talented and oh, handsome too. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we were. Uh, um, we had a film incentive, and a bunch of films were shooting in Detroit. And this is when I had. Like a couple years before, I had started acting um, in college, but I got my degree in communications with a specialty in uh, television and radio production because oh. I didn't want to get a theater degree because I was like, right, mm. what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. So wait, you so you did know that you kind of liked the biz. I did know I liked the biz. What, and I, and how did you know that about yourself? Because you didn't do any of that in high school. No. So I started with this sketch comedy show that was mm-hmm. in Detroit. It was like a local access show. It was like... In Living Color before Detroit. So it was like, yeah. And my buddy told me about it while I was in school for television Mm. and radio production. So he told me about this. And we had done some some sketches and stuff in class. He saw one of my sketches. He was like, man, you funny, man. I was like, oh, thanks. He was like, yeah, it's this show, man, that we do. It come on like one and two in the morning. And (laughs) it's called Switch Play TV. And I was like, oh, for real? I was like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, we have an audition. So I went and auditioned and. Then I got in, and then that's when the bug really hit. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing a bunch of theater, and I was doing theater like Jeff Daniels Theater oh. called The Purple Rose. and mm. The Purple and, Rose of Cairo. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I think named after. He named it after. Oh, does Jeff, is Jeff Daniels from Detroit? He is. He's from Michigan. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. And his theater is in uh, Chelsea, Michigan. Did you have to have a, a day job while you were doing Absolutely. Purple Rose Oh, theater? yeah. What did you do? Jesus. Okay, I didn't have so many damn jobs, Lucy. So I think during that time I was working for this party rental company called Boots Party Rental, mm-hmm. and I would uh, and people would have parties and and they would order tables. You got to deliver the tables. And I had to deliver all sure. the tables and chairs and put up the big tents and stuff. Ooh. Did you ever stay for a party, or did they ever ask you? To? Nah, oh, not. No. <laughs> I wish. That would have been nice. Though. Yeah, that would have been nice. Nah, nobody. And then you have to come, and then you come collect it when the party's over. Yeah. Sure. That's backbreaking work. Yeah, That's and then I was work. a mover, oh. so uh, yeah, and it was a bunch of ex cons that <laughs> I was working with because yeah. that, that, those are the, like oh, the jobs that you can get. I guess it's an ex con is oh. you can be a mover, <laughs> so you got people moving your stuff who <laughs> might steal your stuff. Did you have to um, pretend to be kind of like a, a tough, a tough guy? No, I think in Detroit you just was automatically a tough guy. <laughs> they just assume it's just automatic. You sure. automatic like. Right. I think, yeah. Like you didn't tell them that you were in the th- doing any theater. No. No. <laughs> no. But then they then they, they actually saw, they saw, they would see me, I think, on like Switchplay or something like that. Somehow people knew that I was acting. Okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. Okay. Plus I, I was always doing martial arts, so nobody really like oh. messed with you. Oh. They used to call me, they, in the hood, they called me Bruce Leroy. Oh. So, yeah. 
Nobody's going to mess with me. Nobody's going to mess with Bruce no. Leroy. Yeah. No, no, no. Did you think that potentially you would parlay your um, martial arts skills into on, onto the big screen like a um, Bruce Lee? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Still might. Yeah. Still might. Uh-huh, 100%. I see you as an action star. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, is it true that you are married to your high school sweetheart? That's right. That's so true. during all this, are you married already or are you just – are you dating? Well, I was dating up until 2006 and that's when we got married. Got it. But yes. Uh, no breaks. High school straight through. High school straight through. No breaks. Okay. High school straight through. That is a love to lucky, aspire to. man. Yeah. I'm lucky, man. That woman – hey, man, I lo- that woman holds me down. She's uh, – I, she lotions you. Yeah, she lo- she does everything. She's yeah. she's just amazing. Yeah. I'm a lucky man. Wow, God, yeah. you are a lucky man. Yeah. And I so know. was she when you said, "Hey, I'm gonna, uh, hey, I'm doing plays now, I'm doing theater now." Was she like, "What?" Yeah, she was like, "No, she was all about it." Because yeah, she knew me in high school, and I was the class clown, so I was mm-hmm. always making everybody laugh and shit. So oh. she would be sitting over there in the corner snickering, and I didn't know that you know she thought I was funny at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, and I think what turned her on. Uh, as far as like, I guess attracted her to me was like I did the high school talent show and I did martial arts in the talent show and everybody mm-hmm. was like, you know, wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so. Martial arts by yourself? Yeah. How does that work? I was just doing martial. I was just in oh, the gym and I had a little. Oh. Have you ever heard of Tai Chi? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't think he was doing Tai Chi. No, but I'm saying well, it's it something elderly you can do people alone. do in well, the park. Listen, this no, isn't but there's in, poses. There's poses. poses. Oh, yeah. You got to hold yeah. yourself in a squat for Tai Chi. That's yeah. not so easy. I'd love yeah. to see how long you could squat. But. So what was the point that you decided to move from Detroit to Los Angeles? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, that was an adventure. Um, and did your wife come with you? Yes, wow. 100%. So uh, I had just gotten fired from uh, MGM Grand Detroit. I was working there as a communication specialist, oh, actually wow. using, you know, using my degree. And um, I had a film that went to Sundance. So the first that you made, or uh, that you were in, or that you, I was, yeah, I started, ooh, okay. yeah. But uh, before that, um, we had made this movie in like 2005, and then the director he kept adding stuff to it and adding stuff to it. And in 2006, he added some. 2007, he added voiceover. Like it was like every year he would add something, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, man, get, yeah, what the hell, dog? are you done with this movie yet? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, no, I'm still working, and, you know, trying to perfect it or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So in the meantime, I had started working for MGM. And somehow, lo and behold, the, the film got into Sundance. Wow. Because it's a quality film, that's yeah. right. But yeah. before that, I had gotten uh, – I was doing this play with, at Jeff Daniels Theater. Mm-hmm. But at MGM, I had to get them to lay me off. Oh. For 30 days because the rehearsals for the film was every day. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, the rehearsals for the th- uh, the play, play was mm-hmm. every day. So they laid me off at MGM. And, and were you then, paid for the play? Is that huh? paid? Is that yeah, that was, paid yeah, I got my equity, equity card and okay. stuff got it. from that. Got it. And then actually before that, I was always getting people to lay me off to act. So mm-hmm. before that, I was working at the party rental company. And in order to do the film mm-hmm. that went to Sundance – he had to lay me off for 30 days, mm-hmm. but I did not get paid for the film. Mm. So he laid me off, but I, and for him laying me off, I was able to draw an employment mm-hmm. and I was able to do the film. Mm-hmm. So then I started working again. Um, and then I got the job at MGM 
after we shot that film. And then after I got the job at MGM, uh, we had done that and I had ended up uh, doing the Jeff Daniels thing and they laid me off for the 30 days so I can do that. And then the film got to Sundance like two years later and I had been take I had been asking for work off like constantly because that's when the film industry came mm-hmm. and I was doing like little commercials mm-hmm. and and I was doing um I did this film called Real Steel mm-hmm. and while doing all those things I kept asking MGM like I need this day off I need mm-hmm. that day off mm-hmm. I need this day off I need mm-hmm. this day off mm-hmm. and then the last straw was Sundance happened mm-hmm. and you had to go I had to go mm-hmm. and I had asked them I said you know I, I got to go to Sundance so I need a week off they're mm-hmm. like oh, we love that you're doing this we love that you're pursuing your dreams mm-hmm. but it's not working out for us uh, no. it, 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 it's, it's bad so yeah. we're gonna let this happen one last time mm-hmm. and I was like okay cool so I went to Sundance and then once I went to Sundance CBS wanted to meet with me. So CBS, the executives there, it was like four executives there. Peter Golden, Karen Church, Fern Ornstein, Mm. and Julie Pernworth. Julie Pernworth was the the one who actually saw the film at Sundance and told them about me and they wanted to meet me. So my agent calls me and tells me, like, CBS wants to meet with you, man. This is a big meeting. Uh, and I'm like, okay. In L.A., though. It's in L.A. Mm. And I was back in Detroit because mm. I just got done with Sunday. And this is 2006? Mm. This 2000... is 2011. Oh, 11, right. Because so many changes to the film. Exactly. That's right. okay. So February of 2011, they said they wanted to meet with me. And, you know, Sundance is the end of January. Mm-hmm. So uh, the director of the film told me the film had also gotten into the Pan-African-American Film Festival. Mm. So I was like, well, I got to go to that. Mm-hmm. And while I'm attending the Pan-African-American Film Festival, I can take this Do meeting at CBS. Because mm-hmm. it was like two days. So I was like, I told my job. Mm. They said la- one last time. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. They stick to their guns. Then they were like, we'll let you go. Ooh. They loved like, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you I were mean, doing I a great job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. So I, I, I go. And then I had the meeting. But I did not tell them that I was going to be gone. I told them that I was going to be gone for two days, but I actually had to be gone for three. Oh. Because I thought I was like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. So anyway. Yeah, two sounds better than three. Yeah, two sounds better than three. And then apologize later. Yeah, exactly. So I went to Sundance. I mean, I'm sorry. I uh, came to L.A. And after I came to L.A., I had the meeting. And Peter Golden was like, Okay, look, uh, she, Julie. Yeah, Julie said you were great. Um, um, and when are you going back to Detroit? And I was like, I'm going back tomorrow. Mm. He's like, you going back tomorrow? He's like, okay. We normally don't do this, but Julie, what are all the pilots that we have that Julian fits? Ooh. And she got. She looked at all the pilots and was like, maybe eight or nine pilots. And they were like, okay, we normally don't do this, but we want you to go home. I want you to put yourself on tape for these and then send it back to us. Eight or nine. Yes. That's a lot of work. Yes. Yes, it was. And I was like, okay. He was like, but look, I'm going to be honest with you. If you really want to do this, you need to be living here in L.A. Mm. I was like, okay, all right. And so I left. 
And then and my wife was waiting for me. Mm. And I told her. In L.A. or in Detroit? Here. Okay, she, she was came. here. With she, yep. here. she was with me, of course. Yeah. She was like, uh, I told her, I was like, babe. Yeah, who else is going to lube you up when you're yeah, traveling? Yeah, exactly. Right. Right? I was like, babe, they said that we need to be here if I want to pursue this thing. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, so we got to figure it out, right? And she was like, yeah, let's talk about it. We'll figure it out. Okay, cool. So we go home, and I have my buddy Danny Mooney, who's a director. He shot the auditions for me, mm. and they were the best auditions I've ever done in my life. <laughs> like the, mm. I, like I have, I still today have not had a tape as good as those were. Right. So I was like. Yeah, Danny, I'm going to get one of these pilots, mm-hmm. man. I know it. I know yeah. it. Yeah, and you move out to L.A. Exactly. With a cush job. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? It's all taken care of. Yes. Yeah. Heard nothing. Oh. And then I was like, damn, I didn't hear anything. Um, Me and my wife talked, and I was like, man, I got. I gotta, I feel like you just got to do it. She was like, yeah, yeah. We got to figure out how to get out there. So I get back to Detroit, and they were like, you fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, Fuck. So then I'm like, okay, we got to save money. Mm-hmm. But I have no job. She was working. And so she was saving the money that she had. And then I ended up working under the table at the moving company. Mm-hmm. And, I, and since they fired me, I was able to collect unemployment. Mm-hmm. So I was working under the table. Shouldn't be saying this right mm-hmm. now, but I'm saying it. Yeah. <laughs> working. So Good uh, luck. Good yeah, luck exactly. getting him, Detroit. Good luck. <laughs> so then uh, so I'm working under the table. And I'm getting cash uh, from the moving company and I'm getting unemployment and I'm trying to save money, save money. So we ended up, we were able to save $3,000 and January rolls around and I was looking at the ground lane. So it's where a bunch of fantastic people come from like Lauren Burns and Ariane Price and Lisa Sherga and Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig and a bunch of names right yeah, they're the same oh. as Will Ferrell you yeah, said that yeah, in the right yeah, order yeah, yeah, exactly, the right order right. Yeah. so we uh uh we were looking and I was looking at the Sunday company and how the program worked and I was seeing and I saw I was like there's not a lot of black folk there and mm-hmm. I was like the people I did yeah, see they were they were sort of trickling off and I was like oh shoot and I was like babe this is the place I want to train cuz this seems like this is the type of comedy type of comedy I want to do so once we get there we can figure that out so that following year 2011 rolls around cuz Sundance happened in 2010 so 2011 rolls around that January we had like three grand saved up. And I told my wife, it was like we were looking at places, but we weren't able to get here and see any places. Mm-hmm. So we were like. You had to pick something. We, we were like, let's pick seen. this place. Yeah. So we picked a place. Ooh. We called the people. And I always use my white voice right, when I call these people. Right. Can we hear a taste? Well, uh, hey, how are you? Uh, uh, my name's Julian, and uh, I was actually really interested in your apartment. And Ooh. I'd love to. To, to take a look. I'm not able to get there, though. Uh, so, but it, from the pictures, they, it looks great. I'd love to, you know, send the uh, first month and last month's deposit. Is that possible? And they were like, yeah. So what oh a nice, God. safe this white like, man. Yes. Safe. They were like, like, yes. He's like, sells couches. Yeah, he's he's sells that couches. guy, you exactly. can do anything, but he's not going to. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I sent the money. We were able to grab the place without seeing it. And then the wife and I was okay. And this is when I was working for the moving company, like I said. So this guy was a, I don't want to say terrible person, but he was a very. The landlord? 
No, the, own, the oh, moving company. Oh, moving the, company. The moving company. Sure, sure, guy. sure, sure, sure. He, he, like I said, like a lot of ex-cons and stuff. Yeah, working. yeah, yeah. So he was Some one shady of, stuff going he, on. Probably. He was, he was one of those dudes who, if you were late, he would dock your pay. Mm. If you didn't show up, if you had a, if you missed a day, not a no call, no show. But if you just didn't show up and you were sick or whatever, he dock your pay. Mm. So he had docked my pay once. He docked my pay. For two hundred and fifty dollars, he just took two hundred fifty dollars from me, right? That's a lot. So, I was like, "Oh man," I was like, "I'm getting that two hundred fifty dollars back." Mm. <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna get it back," and and I was like, "And I'm when I leave, I'm gonna just leave him a note, right?" Ooh. So the, it was the twenty seventh of January. Twenty seventh of January. This is like a suspense film. I it know, is. right? Twenty seventh of January. I told my wife, I was like, "Okay, babe, if I'm able to collect enough money." From, because I, I would usually pay myself too. If I'm able to collect enough money from the moves that we do, I'm going to pay myself for the week. I'm going to take my $250 out. And I'm going to leave him a note saying, hey, took my $250 out, Ooh. took my money out. I quit. Uh, so you're saying someone who hires this company to move, they are like, here, here's the 500 bucks. Yes. And you're like, I'm going to grab my 250 from yep. that, leave a note, yep. and say I took care of myself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. This is a kind I like this guy. Yes. I like this guy. So so I, I ended up doing that. I, I uh, That day we had three jobs, and it was supposed to be a snowstorm that night. So that God, day we had – it gets crazier. So that day I was able to take – do the three three jobs, and I think it was like twelve hundred dollars. So I took my pay, which my hourly pay, mm -hmm. and I took the two hundred fifty dollars. I left him a note saying, "Hey, you know, uh, I uh, uh, I quit. I've taken the money that you took from me. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, thank you very much." <laughs> but the three moving jobs that I did, I still had to move our stuff from our apartment into storage and pack what we can in the car. I end up taking the truck back then uh, uh, to the spot uh, and seeing that he wasn't there because it was late. Mm. And I was like, and I told my wife, I was like, we either we're going to move or either we're going to uh, L.A. that Friday or that Saturday, depending on when the money came. Mm -hmm. So the money came that Friday. Oof. So that's when we're like, we, we got to go. We go. And yeah. So I told her, she was like, okay, cool. So I took the, I drove the moving truck to our house. I moved everything out of our house. We dropped the keys off. Then it began to snow. Oh shit! Right, but you and gotta get out. You happening. gotta get out. Snowstorm, like Ooh. huge snowstorm. You're not going anywhere. We're driving the moving truck because now we got to drop the moving truck back off at the office. And I had a Mustang. Yeah. Which is two not, wheel drive. Not which great is for terrible snow. in the snow. So she's following you in the Mustang. She's following in the Mustang. Ooh. So I'm driving the big truck. She's following me in the Mustang. As we drive it. The Mustang, she spins out. She does a total 360, right? And I'm like, <gasps> so she stops the car. I stop the truck. I get out. I'm like, are you okay? I was like, are you okay, babe? Like, I just saw you, you like spin out. And she's like, yeah, I'm okay. And she's like a fucking trooper. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, are you sure? She's like, yeah. I'm like, babe, if you spin out again, I'm going to have you drive the truck. Mm. And I'm going to drive the Mustang. And she was like, you want me to drive that big truck? <laughs> And I was like, we're going to have to. Might but be safer. If, mm -hmm. if you spin out again. So we driving. She spins out again. Mm. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, babe, all right. I gotta, I'm got i going to drive this Mustang. You get in the truck, all right? <laughs> so she gets in the truck. Now, she's in the truck, and this is a big truck, and she's yeah. driving this fucking moving truck. And she's following me to the shop. 
to drop his moving truck off and drop his money off, right? So we get to the shop. We get to the shop. I get out. I park his truck. I lock it up. And now I'm like, how am I going to get in this building? Because the building was all locked up. Mm. How am I going to get in this building to drop his money off and Mm -hmm. to drop the key to the truck off? Mm -hmm. It was at that time. It was one. No, it was 12 at night. 12 12 midnight. Because after all all the stuff. Midnight. I don't know how, but for some, and nobody comes after hours at this building. For some reason, there's this one guy who's walking up, and as he's walking up, he opens the front door, and I was able to get in. So now I'm able to get in, and now in this building, it's a bunch of different offices Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I had the key to the actual office. I just didn't have the key to that front door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was able to get into the front door, drop his stuff off, leave the note. Now I get into the car. Now- now I'm driving in a snowstorm yeah. to get to L.A. Yeah. As I'm driving, we're on the freeway. I spin out on the freeway. On the freeway. Now, With all of your traffic, belongings. Everything. That You're we literally had. driving to L.A. at this point? Yes. Oh I begin God. to drive to L.A. So we spin out. Cars are facing, swerving oh. out of the way. I'm like, oh, shit. So I continue to drive. Now I'm trying to drive. And I saw a truck. I'm trying to stay in the tracks that the truck is making. I'm trying to stay in the tracks. As we drive, I spin out again. We spin out. We almost hit the wall. Right? I'm like, fuck. So now I'm near the wall and now I'm trying to hit the gas. I'm hitting the gas and the car's not moving. Mm, I'm just spinning. Oh, you're spinning. Eh, eh, eh. Oh, this is stressful. And so now, wait a sec. Now, I don't know how, by the grace and will of God, I open the door and as the wheels are spinning, I do this to the ground. I try oh. to push the car push with my the hand. Car with your hand. And the car begins to move. Holy <laughs> moly. And as the car begins to move, we gain traction. And then we on our way. And then as we on our way, then the snowstorm. Then you go out of the storm eventually. We eventually hit out of the storm after we got through uh, Ohio. Whoa. So now that's a while. I mean, you were driving for a while before you got yes, out of that storm. Yes, we drove and we, we it's drove not like, like oh, we only. It's not like, oh, we only need an hour and right. we'll be out of it. No, you right. know what my takeaway from this story is? Time and time again, you think, listen, I'm going to have faith. Yeah. It's going to work out. Yeah. I'm literally gonna going to stick forward. my hand in this freezing cold ice and push my car down a freeway. We are going to get to L.A. Everything, babe, Yeah, it's going to be all right. Yeah. And look at you now. Crazy. Wow. Was my there any point where your wife said, hey, this is stupid. We keep spinning out. Let's stop doing this right now. No. Let's get a hotel or something. <laughs> no. No. She said, all right, we're going. And I couldn't we're see her because we had packed the car up so much. There was something in between. There you. was something in between. Mm. And so in order for me to look at her, I had to, <laughs> I had to like lean all the way forward in, yeah. the cro- in order to see her. And as I, she's just like. Okay, we're going. We, we doing it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. This mm. woman. It was a yeah. good thing that your hands weren't too slick that day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I had too much oil yeah, on them, we might not have gained traction. God. So you get to L.A. and you, you you make it in the Groundlings and you become a series regular. Yeah, that's a great takeaway for us for because we're we're here and we're, we you know we didn't have a lot of luck in Hollywood, but we're trying to you know find it you know and find to me way. it's it's just it's just sex, drugs, rock and roll. Hooligans. When I was trying to make it in Hollywood, I have to be honest, I was all out for myself and oh. I was selfish. And Why? I think this is a big lesson. Oh. It's a big, and that it's a big lesson that, uh, to, that that there are there are there are givers and people with big hearts here among all the sin. Yes. I think that's the only way you make it. You can't do it by yourself. Mm. 
It's impossible to do it by yourself. I you think need a community. You, yeah, you have to have the drive, you have to have <clears throat> the talent, and then you have to have a little bit of luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Sounds people, like you had a lot. Because yeah. why but did you not crash? But he also had crazy drive. And yeah. crazy yeah. talent. And crazy sure. talent. Yeah. Sure. You yeah. had it all. Yeah. So thank you, Julian. Thank you. Julian. I appreciate you. Julian. Julian. Gerard. Julian Gerard. Thank you. Multiple Talking Women is hosted by Lauren Burns, Ariane Price, and Lisa Shurga. And produced by Carafano and Amelia Misco at Stampede Ventures for the Stampede Podcast Network. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs>